Good evening, everyone. For those of you who may be listening to a podcast, you wouldn't realise, but I've got a stage prop with me (laughs) tonight, which is a coil of rope from my boat. And I wanted... You'll see there's a a sort of method to my madness here as we go along, but um, I wanted to show you a particular... Um, knot, which is a, used in sailing a lot, and it's called a called a bowline for a bowline. Do you know that that sea shanty you often hear haul on the bowline? What's well, a shortened ver- way of saying a, a bowline? And it's a very very good knot. So I'll show you how it kind of goes if I was to do one. Um, so. So it's a very good knot, see, because you pull on it like that and it just pulls against itself and it holds in there. And if you can imagine that had a lot of a lot of pressure on it, you know, from a sail, and also that it got wet and then it dried in the sun and it got tighter and tighter and tighter, um, you would think it's really hard to get that knot undone, right? And if you tried to pull it from there or pull it from there. If you didn't know much about bowlines, you'd never get it undone. But if you knew how to get it undone, like imagine that was really, really tight from years of being tightened on there like that. If you if you knew how to get it undone, it's really easy. It doesn't matter how tight it is. You just go like that and it all unravels, right? Really easily. So what's the point of me talking about bowlines tonight? <coughs> well... Our, our ego identity is like a knot. It's like a, it's like a tight knot. And if we keep pulling and grasping at that knot, you know, over a lifetime, it tightens up more and more and more. And we kind of identify with being the knot and uh, becomes our, our ego identity. And so if we realise somewhere along the way that we are a very tight little knot, you know, tensing in on itself, you know, and tightening up more and more and more, um, then um, we might want to try and unravel it, you know, so that we're not squeezed so much, you know, and suffering so much. And that becomes um, the nature of practice. And, uh, but if you don't know, if you don't know how to unravel the knot, and you keep pulling and pushing at it in the wrong kind of way, then it'll be a mystery to you and you'll never be able to undo it. And there is a way to unravel the knot relatively easy, just like there is as I did then. And if you go back to basic Buddhist psychology of what's called dependent co-arising and the 12 causal links, well, I can't remember all the 12 causes, but the, the shorthand version of it is is that our sense of ego identity is kind of like a vicious circle of um, cause and effect spinning around to create a, a fictitious ego identity. And it kind of starts off that we, we're born into the world, we become conscious as a sentient being, and then as we experience, as we grow, pleasant experiences, painful or unpleasant experiences, neutral experiences, we start to 
grasp after the pleasant ones and we start to avoid the unpleasant ones or we fall into a kind of apathy as well. And um, actually, um, having just been down in Melbourne recently doing a Zazenkai, Tom, Tom Fisher, who's one of the members there, um, gave me this funny little acronym as a way of remembering that. He said, it's the triple A, attachment, aversion and apathy, <laughs> is what runs our life. It keeps tightening the knot of the ego, the more we caught up in it and the faster we spin to try and get out of it, the tighter it becomes. So Dharma practice is about unravelling that metaphorical knot of the ego. So become conscious, sentient, um, notice pleasant, unpleasant, um, indifferent, neutral, and then we start grasping after the pleasant, avoiding the painful, and then the more we do that and we create an ego identity when we're chasing our tail, continuing to try and get out of that cycle where it just spins more and more and tightens more and more. That's in Buddhist terms, samsara. In classical Buddhism, the way out of that circle is at the point, so consciousness is there, can't change that. Pleasant, painful, is there, you can't change that. But the thing that you can turn up to be aware of and untangle the knot is noticing the very moment or moments in your life where you're grasping at something. Right? And the very moments, right, right in the very moment of it, where you're having an aversion to something, or right in the moment where you just catch yourself being apathetic. And, and that's the point where you get off the wheel. That's the point where it's the easy part in the knot to go, and it all unravels. And whether, whether it's Tibetan Buddhism for Parsana Zen, it doesn't matter, they're all just cultural variations on the same thing. But what all true Dharma practices have in common is recognising that metaphorical knot and unravelling it. Mm-hmm. So it just becomes a piece of rope. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then if you just have a piece of rope, well, it can just be a piece of rope or it can be a reef knot or a granny knot or a half hitch. It can be all different types of things, you know. Or it can just be coiled up. Um, and then it's kind of flexible and fluid. Um, but it's where we're, we're locked into that gripping tightening experience that we, we, create, we create the suffering in our life. And the thing is, it's actually a fiction. So when we talk about the ego in, in Buddhist psychology and deconstructing it, it's not like it's a thing that exists, it's just a fiction, really. Um, it's a mental construction. And, um, but the way it manifests itself that mental construction of I or me or mine, we experience it as a psychophysical tension or contraction. It's like a, it's like a, a, a subtle or not so subtle contraction at the core of our being. And, and as we do practice and we start to unravel that grasping aversion dynamic, then something releases at the, at the core of our being. 
and it, it's hard to describe, but it's not just it's not just the kind of relaxation that you've had because you've been on a holiday or um, you got the end to the end of a difficult project or whatever. It, it's hard to describe, but it's kind of like at, at the core of your <coughs> being, um, something's released, like because you don't have any core to your being. The core to your being was this, was this tension, and you actually realise that there's actually no core to it. And, and then you enjoy just the experience of momentariness, like of course you continue to be a person, you know, still a, a body and you have a social identity. But at, but at the in your in your experience of yourself, there's no core to it that you've got to tighten around, um, and that's that's the liberation of dharma practice, whether it's in practice or vipassana, whatever. So, as a as a a message to take away, whether it's sitting formally or in any moment in your life. Is, is just turn up to be aware of noticing whether, you, whether you're grasping after something. Now, there's lots of things we grasp after. We, we grasp after pleasure, but we, we grasp after... It's not just, you know, material things, letting go. That, that's the easy stuff, you know. It's, it's grasping after more subtle things like status. And status is not necessarily just how rich you are or how many degrees you have. Um, but it can be things like spiritual status, you know, like how enlightened I am, mm -hmm. or how moral I am, you know. They're, they're all various types of statuses that we, we cling to. So it's seeing through them, whatever it is that, that we're after, and, and, and uh, turning up to be really clear in everyday life what we're having aversion to, and being really clear um, about we're just what we're just apathetic to. You you do that over and again, and, and it'll all unravel. And that's what practice is. <laughs>